Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.
Page four, amazing work. No, Psalm 23. Page four, Psalm 23. Seventh day of the month. Okay, well, we're in a new spot today, so before I hit the record button, I need to change over a little bit. Um, Robert, if you help me move all my materials on that bench, then move your materials over here. That way I can scan in front. I have to figure this out when we have a brand new location for the first time, get, trying to get this right.
thing is, that thing in the ground there. Yeah, watch that. Yeah. Really, that bench needs to be moved on the top of that. Yeah, and we leave. Maybe, maybe that one. I feel myself over If you pick up that side of the bench, pick up and move forward. This on the that side's moving. But, uh, that stake was supposed to hold it in the ground. Not gonna come out. It's just push it up against it. Maybe that'll keep. Maybe another shifting over it. But it's supposed to go on the side. Okay. So I'll just going to the stuff over there. Okay. Hello, brothers and sisters in Jamaica. Amen. Good to see everybody everywhere across the world. Get the microphone over here closer to me. Now, this microphone is going to be from a distance because the phone is the microphone and the phone is sitting down on the bench. There's nothing I can do about that. I don't have nothing with me to lift up the phone closer to my mouth. And the uh, we've not figured out yet how to do the uh, connection where I wear a microphone on my mouth. We've got to make that a high priority to get that done, test it out this week, get it ready where I can do that next Saturday. We can't let things like this keep sliding by. You guys take care of it. Okay. Let's go in prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this seventh day of the week, this day of rest and worship. Thank you, Lord, for this time together, for our brothers and sisters around the world, to gather in one mind, one spirit, one accord, one faith, one baptism, one denomination, one church, one God. One, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord Heavenly Father, for showing us the truth, for choosing us, showing us the truth, and teaching us continually. Thank you for delivering us from all the lies. If we're still holding on to any lie, please reveal it to us, show us the truth. We ask for your special anointing and blessing on today's sermon on these services, on everything said and done. We pray for your increased presence within these worship services. We ask for it that you may be glorified and your church edified. We pray your spirit and your will prevail in this. We ask for your protection over the Algerian congregations, the congregations and the church members around the world and the Nazi company uh, countries, the Nazi countries, communist and Islamic countries, that you would help them, Lord, and protect them wherever they may be. Protect them in India, in Saudi Arabia, in South Africa, in Zimbabwe, in Nigeria, and across the world. And we trust you for it. We ask all this in the name of Jesus. So be it. Amen. Praise Jesus. Amen. Praise God. We are hot, hot worship services. Amen. It is so hot out here that we will bear through it, get our minds in the Lord, and that will help us. Amen. Let's turn to the Bible, John 14. 
John chapter 14. Page 119. John 14, verse 18. That's page 120. And it may depend, be a different page number, depending on when you ordered your Bible, when you received your Bible. John 14, verse 18. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Amen. That is what Jesus said to the people, that he was not going to leave them orphans, but he would come to them. Everybody knows that's talking about the Holy Ghost. Everybody knows that. And yet there are literally millions and perhaps over a billion people on this planet that even though they know it's talking about the Holy Ghost, they say it's not talking about Jesus. It's talking about a third God, a third person, a third being. And it says, I will come to you. So how can that be a third? It says, I will come to you. He's saying he's the Holy Ghost. He's the one that would come after his death and resurrection. Amen. He would. He wasn't going to send no one else to do it. Amen. It is a personal relationship. A personal relationship with God is what we all need. It's not just baptism and the commandments and the law and obedience. Even though all of that is required, there is nothing more important than personal relationship with God through Christ Jesus. And that's only possible through the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost is the spirit, the soul of he, God, that sacrificed part of his own self in the human form for us. That's personal relationship. That's love that he died for us, that he sacrificed himself for us. He even divided his spirit into two parts and humbled part of himself and put part of himself in the humble flesh, weak flesh. He lowered himself lower than the angels, the Bible said, the Bible says he lowered himself lower than the angels when he became man. That's love. He had power. He had authority. He had all the power in the world, all the authority in the world. He, command, he could command anything. And yet he humbled himself lower than the angels in order to develop that personal one-on-one relationship and a doorway. Christ Jesus is a doorway. He himself said, I am the door. And there is no other way. The seed of God, the Son of God, is a doorway to the Spirit of God. Amen. Just because he's the Son of God, that does not make him a third. Because he is the door to the house. And the door and the house are one. Amen. He is the door to God. That is part of the house. It's not a third. It's not even a second. A lot of people think there's two gods. The Father and the Son. Two gods. That's nonsense. You can't have but one God. You can't have but one creature. People don't use any con- uh, any. People don't know the concept of God. God is one. By definition, God is one. Amen. Because we're saying God. We're not saying gods. If we say God created the world, and in the beginning God was there, and He created He created all things. All of that is singular. 
we're not saying God's created the world and they created all things into existence. Amen. But we have to have a personal relationship, not just knowledge. So for the next 11 days, I encourage everyone, go through these scriptures that we're going to go through right now and other scriptures one day at a time in each category, starting tomorrow. Tomorrow is the first day of a new month. Tomorrow is the first day of the fourth month of the year in God's calendar. And it will be the first day of 11 days of examining your relationship with God with each of these categories. And tomorrow we will start with the category of that, that God is our good Father. God is our good Father. So tomorrow, I'd like for you to think about that. Think about God as the Father and pray to Him as he is your good father. Think of him as your good father. Pray to him as he is your good father. Think of the Bible verses that reflect upon that. What does that mean? And how does that involve your relationship, your personal relationship with God? Do you often think of him as a father? Do you often think of him as good? Do you often think of him as a good daddy, a good papa, a good father, the good father? Amen. And when this came into my mind, I did not even think of it being starting on the first day of a month, but that was God's plan. I did not think of it as being the first day of a month. In fact, I had all the scriptures, all the points, all the categories, everything completely done. And the last thing I added to the sermon notes was day number one being July 11th, tomorrow, first day of the month. So it just came out that way. But that's not coincidence. That's God. That's God. Amen. And then let's turn to Revelation 21, verse 7. Revelation 21, verse 7. He who overcomes will inherit these things, and I will be his theos, his God, and he will be my child. That's Jesus speaking. He's saying if we overcome, not only will he be our God, but he will also be our Father, but he already is upon baptism. He already is, even upon creation. Amen. Our Father. But he's saying there that if we always want him to stay Father, in other words, if we don't want to lose salvation, we must overcome. We must overcome. We must pass all the tests all the way to the end. He that endures unto the end that means all the way to the great white throne judgment, he that endures, or at least returns, and then endures until the end, shall be saved. Amen. Salvation is a process. It's not just one day. Although we do get saved on the day of baptism, we continue to grow in that salvation. How saved are we? How saved are we? Because... Some people's salvation is on shaky ground. Some people's salvation is on rocky ground. Some people's salvation is on sandy ground and among thorns. So you can be saved and then be plucked up or welter away. The Bible talks about this over and over and over. Amen. So salvation is not only a one-time initial activity, but then is an ongoing activity of growing in your salvation, growing in your relationship with God, growing in knowledge and wisdom and maturity 
until you become 100% complete. We need to seek completeness. When we talk about perfection, I'm not talking about having perfect math skills, perfect spelling, perfect pronunciation, perfect English, perfect language skills. But what I'm talking about when I talk about perfection is being, becoming complete as a person, complete as a person in God's perfect design for you. Complete as a person in God's perfect design for you, your personality, your character, your faith, your belief, your courage, your maturity as an adult, and not being overly legalistic and not being overly liberal, but having the fine balance. Amen. And many other things. Having the necessary amount of love as well. Love for people, love for one another, and being, becoming courageous. So there's a lot, a whole lot, involved in becoming complete, or what we call perfect. I hear the frogs croaking uh, in the background. I don't know if the microphone's picking that up or not, but we're here standing next to a pond. There's a lot of frogs, and I really hear them, and there's a lot of dragonflies flying around, and some, uh, what you might call those long stakes, cattails, and other water life. Very nice. Nice atmosphere. Praise God. So tomorrow, think of God as the good father. And see if you can find any other Bible verses other than just these two verses that we've already read today that deals with him being the Father and think of him about why he is good. Why is he a good father? Why is he a good daddy? What does that mean to you? And then the next day, July 12th, Monday, think of him as the creator. He created us. He is our creator. What does that mean to you? And look up other Bible verses in addition to these I have listed here. I won't read all these right now. I'll leave that for your second day study and pray about it as well and see if you can find other scriptures as well. Now then on the day number three, July 13th, think of him as the Savior and pray to him as the Savior. And read those particular Bible verses and see if you can find other Bible verses that deal with him being the Savior and pray upon it and think upon it of how your relationship with God deals with him being your Savior or, and your Redeemer. What does it mean to redeem? How is he our Redeemer? Then on day number four, July 14th, pray to him as your teacher. What does that mean, that he is your teacher? I'm your teacher also. That God is your ultimate alpha teacher. And everything I teach you comes from him. Amen. Uh, he is actually one, the one that designs the lessons. He's actually the one that gives me the lessons to give to you. I'm really just the mailman delivering the message. He's really the teacher. Look at John 14, verse 26. John 14, verse 26. It says, page 120, John 14, verse 26, But the Advocate, the Holy Ghost, whom the Father was seeing in my name, the same will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Amen. And he's again talking about himself there. It was commonplace in that day and time to talk about yourself in the third person. That was extremely common. And so even though it seems like it's in the third person, 
and that's what we call a form of sentence in the English language, a form of sentence in which it seems like you're talking about another person, but you're really not. That's what we call talking in the third person. So he was only sounding like he was talking about another person, but he really was not. It was a common form of speech in that day and time. But he says that the Holy Ghost would teach us all things. That's not talking about spelling and pronunciation or even science, but rather he's talking about spiritual things and things that are really much more important than what you learn in college. It's much more important than a lot of things you learn in school. But he teaches us about life. He teaches us about becoming complete. He teaches us about health, good health, natural remedies, herbs, stones, healing stones. He teaches us about light and frequency and energy and spirit and the spiritual realm and good versus evil. He teaches us history. He teaches us true science, the creation. He teaches us many, many, many things. There's a lot to that. So on that day, think of him as the teacher and pray to him as the teacher. Say, dear teacher, amen. And then on day number five, July 15th, think of him and pray to him as the legal advocate, the attorney as well as the legal witness in a court. How is he your legal witness in the court of life? How will, be, how will he be your legal witness on the day of judgment? How will he be your attorney on the day of judgment? How is he already your legal attorney, even now, as the devil rages accusations, false accusations, against you day and night at the, at the altar of God, as the Bible says. How does Jesus fulfill that to you? How is Jesus your legal attorney? How is he your lawyer and attorney and legal advocate and legal witness? Then the next day, July 16th, day number six, think of him as the judge. Pray to him as your judge. What does it mean to you that he judges you, even now, has already judged you, is judging you, and will judge you? What does that mean to you? Day number seven, July 17th. He is the comforter. He is the prince of peace. He is our counselor. He is our rock and refuge. All that's connected because all of that gives us peace and comfort. Amen. He is the comforter. He comforts us. He's the prince of peace. He gives us peace of mind for those that keep their mind upon him. He is our counselor. We talk to him. He comforts us. He is the one we can talk to for peace of mind. He is our psychiatrist. Amen. He is our rock that we depend on. He is our refuge that we turn to more than any person, more than any organization, more than any religion, more than any church, more than any pastor, more than any pastor, more than any church, more than any husband, more than any wife, more than any friend, more than anybody, more than any girlfriend, more than any person more than any animal, more than any pet, more than any job, he is the one that we should be turning to for comfort, for peace of mind, for help, for refuge. Think of him that way on that day. Pray to him in that way. Pray to him on July 17th as the one that comforts you, the one that gives you peace, the one that is your rock and your refuge and go through those verses and see if you can find other verses. Day number 8, July the 18th. He is your best friend. Well, he ought to be your best friend. John 15, 15 and Proverbs 18, 24. Talk to us as 
he is our friend. He says, I no longer call you servants, but friends. Amen. Even though we'll still be his servants, he's also calling us his friends. What does it mean to be a friend of God? The Bible says Abraham was a friend of God. I believe that was Abraham. Pretty sure. Yeah, Abraham. And I'm sure Moses is a friend of God. And I'm sure Noah was a friend of God. Is he your friend? And why not? What does it mean to be a friend of God? Pray to him that way as your friend. Dear friend, thank you for being my friend. And this is why I consider you my friend. Amen. Day number nine, July 19th. He is our protector, our shepherd, our caretaker. Psalm 91 talks about that the plague shall not come near our tent, and only with my eyes shall I behold the reward of the wicked. Amen. He is our protector. Amen. He is watching over us. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. That's comfort. That's peace. But it's peace and comfort because he is protecting us, because he is watching over us. He is our guard, our protector, more than a husband, more than an army, more than the American army for sure, more than the FBI and CIA more than the Australian army, more than the Korean army, more than the Nigerian army, God is our protector. What does that mean to you? Day number 10, July 20th, he is our lover. He is our husband. He is our caretaker. Amen. Ephesians 5:27 says that he's coming back for his bride without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish. A bride that has prepared herself for the marriage supper. We need to be preparing for the marriage supper. We got to get ready. Amen. We need to press our garments, spiritually speaking. We must press out the sin. We must press out the immaturity. We must press out any unrighteous softness that we have to us. There's a righteous softness, which is love, gentleness, kindness, patience, and then there's an unrighteousness, softness, which is fear, and bashfulness, shyness, and other weak characteristics, not having enough courage, so forth, is a softness that we must get rid of. But God is our lover. He really does love us, and we are preparing to marry him. Even us guys... We're going to marry him because, after all, in the spiritual realm, there is no such thing as a penis. There is no such thing as a vagina in the spiritual realm. So you're neither male nor female in the spiritual realm in the kingdom. So it's not marrying. It's not two men marrying each other. It's not two women marrying each other, but rather it is two spirits merging together. That is what a marriage is in the spiritual realm. It is not sex in the spiritual realm. In the spiritual realm, it is God being the alpha spirit and us being the submissive spirit. Amen? Even as an alpha male, every alpha male must submit to someone. Every alpha male, even a sergeant in the army, even the President of the United States, even Jesus, the Son of God, even though he was God, he even submitted to the Alpha portion of his soul. Amen. So even us macho guys can relate to the Spirit of God as being an Alpha spirit. The Spirit of God is an Alpha spirit that we must merge into and become one with. A man and woman becomes one flesh. God and us, we become one spirit. And we should dwell in the throne of God in heaven 
with God as one, even as Jesus said, I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. We are light. We are energy. We are wind. The Bible says that when you are born again, you are not in the flesh, but you are spirit. And you are as the wind that bloweth, and that in the kingdom that we shall shine, shine brighter than the stars. We are lights. We are wind. We are souls. We are spirits. And all of our spirit, all of our soul, and all of our fire and energy is part of God. It's part of God. And we have been separated from God even as Christ was separated from God. As he was the firstborn of many. He was the firstborn of many. Even as Christ was separated from the greater measure of God, so was we when we came into the physical realm. But we shall merge together back with God, even as Christ himself will merge back with the Father. We shall also merge with the Father and be as brilliant as the sun, which is nothing but a star. Amen? It's amazing. It's mind-blowing. It's hard to imagine. But we are balls of energy that we'll merge back in with the Son of God. Amen. He is our husband. We've got to think of him as a lover, as a husband, as a caretaker, as an alpha male. It's part of that. If you want to write that into your notes, uh, alpha male. We'll leave out the word male. Put alpha there. Alpha. Alpha. Then on day number 11, July 21st, think of him as Mr. Boss, Lord, Master, and God, which we must reverence and obey. Amen. We must reverence him. That means treat him with honor and respect and fear. And we must obey him. He is our master. He is our God. He is our Lord. He is our boss. And how does that relate to your relationship to him? Amen. Jesus Christ said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. That means he is the first and the last. That means what he says goes. It starts with him and ends with him. Amen. God is boss. Think of him as your master. The Bible says repeatedly that we are his slaves, we are his servants, even that we are his prisoners. But we are willing prisoners. We are willing servants. We are willing slaves that have fallen in love with our master. And we will not leave him nor forsake him. Amen. Think of him in that way, on that day. One day at a time, for the next 11 days, starting tomorrow, go through these verses, see what other verses you can find that fits that, that day's category. Pray to him in that way. Think of him in that way. And examine your relationship with God in that particular category, in that particular day. We should acknowledge God as being our everything, our all in all. He is our all in all. He is our everything to us. He is everything that we need. If you think you need somebody or something, it is nothing in comparison to how much you need God because he is our ultimate protector, our ultimate alpha, our ultimate leader, boss, Lord, king, God, redeemer, savior, and we can add many other categories, many other categories. If you want to, you can continue this past 11 days and add additional categories personally, personally. You don't even have to tell us what those categories are, but take it one category or one title at a time and pray to him in that way on that day Look up the verses. Think of him in that way that day, all day long. And there can be many different things that you could add on to that. Warrior. He is your warrior. He is the leader of the army. He is your sergeant. That's be a good one. Put a day down for it. Think of him and pray to him as your sergeant. And look up scriptures. 
related to that. The captain of the host, the Bible says. He is the captain of the host. That would be sergeant. And we are his army in the book of Revelation. Also, uh, Zechariah 14, that we are his army. So that would be a great one, another one. And there's many others. I'm sure that all of you could think of something. I'm sure you could. I encourage you to do that. Amen. Praise God for this. And I pray that by the end of these 11 days, even though I'm sure many of you will extend it to 12, 13, 14, 30 days, however many days, of finding titles and different roles and different manifestations, even priests. How is God your priest? He is your high priest. Amen. You can go through all the different roles and titles. Amen. There's many others. And I pray that this will help every one of you. I pray it will help every one of you. I know it will. God's plan will not go void, not return empty, but will help every one of you, and some more than others, to develop a closer and better and stronger relationship with God. And I say happy birthday to Sister Grace, Jesus girl, in Fiana, I mean, <laughs> in Jamaica. She is one year old today in the Lord. She was baptized one year old, one year today. Happy spiritual birthday to Grace Jesus Girl. And reminder, tomorrow is the first day of the new moon, fourth month, so we have special services at 7 o'clock in the morning. I wonder what time sunrise is here. Let's look that up real fast because, and we might may have to uh, have services in the apartment if it is before sunrise. Uh, but let's see how much time we got left here. Because my computer battery has been crashing on me. Yeah, the battery is probably about to crash any moment. So, but let's just keep it scheduled at a normal. Uh, time for uh, new moon services at 7 o'clock in the morning tomorrow morning. New moon services, 7 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow morning Eastern time. Look that up, what is going to be in your time zone, because that's not our normal time that we meet every Saturday. When we have the new moon services, first day of the month, it's always at a different time than what we normally meet on Saturdays, okay? So look up what 7 a.m. Eastern time would be for you in your time zone. And um, Victoria in Nigeria, I have sent you an email. I don't think you got it. That I hope that you can download Telegram and join I Saw the Light Ministries group on Telegram since you're having problems with me. And all you got to do is download Telegram. Once you get that up and going, Search for the group I Saw Light Ministries on Telegram and then join the group. And uh, then you can follow up with the ministry daily in that way. We don't put as much on Telegram as what we do on MeWe, but uh, we do put some of the stuff, some of the most important stuff on Telegram, and we need to start putting a whole lot more there. And update is that I've been working on the man's domain, men's ministry website, and it's very exciting because it's going to be uh, greatly, greatly improved. The man's domain, men's ministry website will be greatly improved over these next couple of days, and we'll be sending out a special newsletter to the men only announcing the improvement in that website. It's very exciting. And... Uh, we're also working on the Spanish New Testament, AOB Bible, Alpha Omega Bible, Spanish New Testament. Please be in prayer, everyone, 
for the anointing and blessing of God upon that work uh, that is being uh, in the process right now. Praise God. Oh, good, Victoria. Thank you. She said that she, she joined the Telegram group. Uh, now, you're on Telegram, but did you join? Let me see if I can see you on there. Let me pull this up right now. See if I can find you on there. Hmm. It really doesn't show you on here on my list unless was it July the second? Was that long ago? Okay. That might it must have been July second that you joined. And uh, so that one's right there. It's just no name, and that's why I didn't recognize it. But that's you right there then. Okay, I'm glad you was able to join, and I will try to start adding more of our materials to that Telegram group so that you can stay informed. Okay then, praise God. And uh, it is so hot out here, praise the Lord. Praise God. It's summer. It's not supposed to be freezing. Praise the Lord. Those frogs are praising God. Every few seconds, I hear another frog say, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Okay. Cool. Thank you, Victoria. That that was July 2nd. Great. Good to see you on Telegram. I will start getting more materials posted there for you. Okay, God bless every one of you. i got to close down before my computer closes for me. See you all tomorrow morning. God bless you. Bye-bye.